Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me, as always, he is gushing this morning. <laughs> Just, he is radiating, exuding excitement and 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 uh, anticipation. It's here. It's finally here, Andy. It's Andy Asimakis. How are you, buddy? Buddy, if I ever poo-poo or complain about an internet petition or a campaign uh-huh. to bring back a franchise mm-hmm. or change a franchise, if I ever do that, just stop what you're doing, hop in a cab, come over and just punch you right in the face because I feel <laughs> like the the tides are turning and voices can be heard and this game is a reason, is a monument to that sentiment. Indeed, Andy. And joining us that I, I I mean, the hype is real at this point. But joining us is Kaya Barovko and Sean Halliday of Tate Multimedia, creator of KO the Kangaroo, a 3D platformer revival of the beloved Dreamcast mascot. Welcome to the show. How are yous? Guys. Excited, excited for many different things. Football <laughs> reasons, video game reasons, KO reasons. Hmm. So, have, a lot have of reasons. Weekend talk. Again, actually, second time because uh, we spoke to you at PAX, of course. We did. Yeah. We had quite the experience. With, with, you, you guys had quite the experience at PAX because you were, you were kind of like shoved in a corner uh, <laughs> in this, this, this dark, dimly lit corner, but you always had a packed booth. And a line that wrapped around the booth and people just dying to play KO. And when we got our hands on it, we could see why. Uh, Andy, this, I I didn't play the original, but this, this revival has quite the origin story. So I think that's a good place to start. Yes. Yes. Where we kind of picked this beloved punching kangaroo and revitalize them can we can we go into that a little bit tell us the story uh wow. well, <laughs> i i i've only been with uh tate for a year or so but i'm kind of filled in the history and my partner's polish so it's kind of funny that she grew up playing these games and now i'm working on them uh i, I collect games as you can tell and back in the day, I did own an original copy of KO on the Dreamcast. So it's, it was kind of weird. I wasn't sure what KO was back then. It was just something that I, I think I picked up in a car boot sale, actually. So it's, it's kind of funny that this little kangaroo has now become such a, a big focal point of, uh, of my life. But uh, the series is 21 years old, started off in the Dreamcast. Uh, it's, it's been on pretty much everything that you'd expect. So PlayStation, the Xbox, GameCube. PC, PSP, Game Boy Advance. Now it's going to be on the next gen system. Well, current gen systems, I guess. Uh, and and, and no, it's it's kind of it's it's strange to think that uh this this little kangaroo that I've, I've had experience with in my life has now become such a, a primary point of it. But obviously, for a more detailed story, I'll have to pass it on to my esteemed colleague. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yes. So the story story of uh, KO is yeah like we mentioned really quite long and it's uh, it's like Sean mentioned you would need to be here I guess uh, so um, where KO was born meaning Poland uh, to see how big it really is like 
and how important it is for, I would say, at least one generation. And uh, to understand that, I think we would need to, you know, like go back to those days where, you know, um, 20 years ago in Poland, not everyone owned all the possible consoles that were available internationally, so to say, or at least not in their um, authentic version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I like that. Well, I don't oh, use that. Sorry, well, I don't Andy know knows all about that. that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> my whole life so, is about authentic versions of things. <laughs> so, yeah. And KO was available on PC, right? So that's something that most people already had here. And um, it was later on also picked up, um, you know, added to the, what was big back then as well, those uh, newspapers where you had some some CD with a game, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation know Magazine, the, the magazine, official demo oh, okay, it wasn't a PlayStation had... Magazine, but oh. Right. <laughs> but they had the little demo disc. That's why I subscribe yeah. to that every month, because it was yay demos. Yep. Hooray. Yeah, and it might have been um, maybe even the, the only... Okay, not the only newspaper, but for sure in every one of them at some point, KO was KO, one of one or all of the KO games of the original trilogy were available. And another place where um, where it was also pretty big, and I think that it became even more popular, not only in Poland, but so to say around Poland, <laughs> uh, where I don't know if you've ever heard of those markets um where you sell or you used to sell not exactly authentic games uh -huh, uh -huh. We live in sure. and other products we, yeah we, we so live yeah in new it york, was also so, big yeah. <laughs> yeah though i never saw games content. in new york on the streets movies like bootleg movies oh, DVDs for when, sure but like pirated no games you don't remember like the, the original playstation uh, my dad used to bring home shopping bags full of <laughs> burned CDs of games be because I had that little chip that went in the back of the PlayStation that turned it into a, well, whatever, a pirate ship. I Mecca. Know. Yeah, it was. Like I, a... I think that's uh, something that a lot of people kind of overlook now is uh, we think of piracy now as this big evil thing. And of course, there's a lot of topics to talk about that. But the PlayStation 1, you know, because from my background, you know, my, my family aren't exactly uh, poor, but we call it working class. So you couldn't mm -hmm. afford a new game every few months. They were expensive. So everyone at school would have their chipped PlayStation and someone's cousin of a friend of their cousin, brother's, sister's dad would have the ability of being a disc off. And that's how you got to experience so many different games rather than just saving up 40, 50, 60 pounds, which was a lot of money for, for a kid in school. And then you get the off chance you buy something that turns out would be trash, you know? So I, I think a lot of people experienced that. Uh, a lot of games through piracy in this, as this Kaya said, especially in uh, Eastern and Eastern Europe, because the, the resources and the games come in sometimes just didn't actually arrive. And one of the funny things, just going briefly on that topic, is uh, my, my partner actually learned a lot of her English initially through pirated games. Uh, and I've spoke to a few people when I've when been in Poland throughout the years, uh, and they've had similar things. So it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of weird to, to see how, you know, we're in different countries, obviously all three of us, well, four of us, sorry, uh, but we still have somewhat of a similar experience through this uh, this kind of joint thing that's kind of became a taboo topic to talk about. Yeah, this sounds like it makes a strong case 
for it's like advocating piracy in a way like <laughs> okay okay yeah. so let's, let's, let's there. There. I, I just wanted to say where uh, how it became so popular okay but oh, and it's true that it's one it, i mean no what i'm sorry what i was trying to say is that really uh every sec i mean every person who went to those markets mm-hmm had that, that game okay plus later on also those those newspaper versions as well Absolutely. but again as a, as a disclaimer first of all you know it was also back in the or uh, you know distribution and international distribution and local distribution oh i remember and, ko like that's the yeah, thing like exactly. I, I, so I don't think fake. i ever played ko but i remember ko i remember seeing the box art everywhere. Like I, I remember this being a thing, but now 20 years later, it's a thing again. And the, the reason why is because people screamed loud enough that they wanted it basically. And it finally has happened. Can you talk a little bit about getting from a dormant, you know, globally forgotten, I guess not in Poland because of your damn newspapers, but like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everywhere else it was just like oh okay what's ko but now we're back and people are falling in love all over again how did you get to this revival period the main thing uh really was the the bring back the ko campaign uh, obviously i wasn't around during that time but i've spent a lot of time looking back and researching uh, the game the history and especially the community so the the series is obviously dormant for a while and Tate were working on different projects, mainly the Urban Trial series, the Steel Rats. And then there was this, uh, an account called Bring Back KO. It was literally called Bring Back KO. You can find them on Twitter even this day called KO Central. Uh, and they essentially started this, this movement on social media saying that they would like to see the series back. And it kind of got more traction, more and more traction. Uh, and I think at the time, you were starting to see the, the initial rumblings of the 3D platformer resurgence at least the, the hunger for it you know it started off every grassroots level with indie people making these new games that were inspired by stuff for the past as with any creative media you know, it doesn't matter if it's music uh television books comics everyone gets inspired by the stuff they grew up with right uh and the market didn't really have a lot of it at the time because we're focusing on you know mobas battle royales these big kind of bloated open world experiences and people just want something that's a bit more simplistic and something that yeah, give them a reminder of the past because we're all feeling old now, of course. So that social media campaign grew and grew and grew. Uh, Tate released Care the Kangaroo on Steam, the, the second one, with a bit of rejig visuals, you know, a little bit of a facelift. It went down really well. And I believe that's where, you know, they started to look at the a new entry in the series. And it's kind of just snowballed from there. So when we say, and this is what we try to reflect our community, uh, and like I said to you guys at PAX, and you see this with the demo when we brought it out, the, the first one part of the, the Steam Next Fest. Every bit of feedback, it doesn't matter how ridiculous, how detailed, anything, right? We would sit there and we would take back every little tiny bit of feedback. Doesn't matter if it's, I don't like this color, or I don't like the way Keo does this, or if it was something ridiculously complex. We, we looked at everything and we, we took that into account and fed it back to our team because it, it this is truly a series that only exists now because the fans wanted it. Without the fans, we wouldn't be doing it. So we need to reflect that. And it's not a PR gimmick. It's not a marketing gimmick. You know, we don't actually sit there and just kind of throw them aside and go, ah, 
it looks good for PR. We, we generally listen to, to literally everything. So when we get fan art coming, we get these people that are excited. There's more of the new fans, old fans, returning fans, people that even initially can we swear? Can we swear? Are we all oh, yeah. swear? You can oh, swear. Yeah. People that initially are shit talk here with kangaroo, you know. Uh, they start off like, oh, it's the crash rip. Listen, I was a shit talker too. I was like, what? Why is this <laughs> kangaroo from like a thousand years ago trying to mount a comeback? Like, who exactly. are you? Exactly. But are you to do this? How dare you, sir? It's more of an invitation. You know, you like Crash Bandicoot and you like Sparrow and you like Glover, Croc, and you're like, well, what is this? Because I've never heard of it. And then we, we take that as invitation, like, well, if you like these things, you might you might like this. So that's why we try to kind of encourage people to uh, just have discussions and, and get involved. And that's why we're very big on showing the the older titles when we have the opportunity or we're talking a bit about the, the production of this one and the, the kind of things we want to do. So it like I said, it's not PR. It's not a gimmick. It's not any sort of marketing spiel. We really are listening to everything because without the fans, mm-hmm. this one wouldn't be here. So uh, we're hoping, we're pretty confident, especially after the kind of results we saw from PAX and some of the, the previews that we've built something that is going to be really good for the old fans. They're going to get that bit of nostalgia, but also something a bit fresh so they can, you know, have a new experience. And then people that just like 3D platformers will find something that they really enjoy. You need to um, take your entire team that's making this game and just when they're done, have them teach big developers how to properly create a game and taking feedback and not even delay it. Like what an idea you guys actually are taking all this feedback from all these fans, tweaking, polishing, and the game is still coming out on time. And it's, there's no like, right. okay, we're, we're going right. to push, we're going to push it back two years <laughs> yeah, or, well, or some shit like that. <laughs> I think I briefly mentioned this to you guys at PAX as well. So the release date we sat on for a while and it's very obvious now that we just had Starfield and uh, Redfall delayed. You know, these big games right. come out with a release date and they'll get delayed, delayed, delayed. Uh, a good example is Cyberpunk. And that does erode the trust between, you know, the, well, you know, it sounds technical terms, but we'll say the fans or the consumers and the people making the game. Uh, and whether or not that's a negative, you know. But we wanted to make sure when we had a release date, that was a release date. So that's why we took a long time to come out with it. A lot of people are surprised. And they're like, oh, it's coming out so soon. Why? Well, that was the reason. that This hasn't been a game that just popped up on the ground. But we want to make sure that here's the release date and it comes out on this date. No delays, no nothing. Just release date. You can get yourself set. Put your feet up. Wait for the game yeah. to come out with, with no worries. It's also shocking that the game is coming out so soon because it you wouldn't like it, it's there like it's so gorgeous and like you wouldn't expect the like the love and the detail to be put into that and you're just like oh no something like this has to take longer than 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 that and like no like they like the love and, and care is put into this and it plays like we wish these games played before like s- smooth <laughs> beautiful just fluid you like the everything the camera works the, the like it, it's just you, you you took it and i think that's that's one of those things that when when you're when you're picking up the controller and you're playing this for the very first time um you're not just you could tell that you're not just going for the cheap nostalgia uh grab like that's not what this is because honestly i don't know who the fuck ko the kangaroo is like yeah you're you're tickling the the, the nostalgia of my 3d platformer when i was a kid like croc like i grew up on croc on playstation i had playstation before i had 64 
So Croc was my first 3D platformer that I ever played. And it was dope. And there was a little kangaroo that you fought in the first level, by the way. He was the boss. <laughs> he had boxing gloves and everything. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying we could do a crossover, but I'm saying the IP is... I would like to have a crossover. I'm a big fan of Croc. I still have the original uh, PC big box. It's, Even, you got to do a, a few bring times back Croc. Bring, bring back Croc, okay? Hashtag Twitter handle. bring just make the handle. Rock. <laughs> uh, can we make it? Oh wait, we can make it pirate themed, okay? A pirate themed croc game we called B- Crop of Ship, Rock of Ship. There we go. Hashtag sure that rock <laughs> of Ship. No, when when you were talking about, uh, I'm a genius, you know, guys. pop up and the controls all work. You know, the game's been in development for a chunk of time. Obviously, Kai will be able to tell you a bit more information about that. Uh, but yeah, we, we didn't want just to kind of cash in on nostalgia. And one of the good things about being independent is, you know, we, we don't have to answer to a publisher. We don't have to worry about uh, the the intrusive, I guess, activities of people who are investing in the game or trying to kind of direct it towards a trend, for example, which you see quite a lot in big budget games, which it's expected, you know, I, I think it's pretty easy just to kind of punch up on large studios but we have to remember that development costs are getting higher and higher so yeah the path of failure is becoming shorter and shorter so when we say these things it's not because we're trying to take a, a job at AAA. it's just we you want to kind of appreciate allow people to appreciate our position in the market our size and also that when we have an idea we have essentially the great freedom and time which is important to work with it so when we have the time, the freedom, and the resources, and we mix the, the the vocal fan base with that, and we can take their feedback, it allows us to make exactly what you're talking about, something that really hits the mark, isn't just a cash-in on nostalgia, right. something a little bit different, a little bit new. And one of the, the main things for me, especially, I saw this at PAX multiple times, is I am a big fan of what I could call gateway games. So it kind of bridges the gap between generations. And we had people come with their families. It was a guy who had like four kids. And I was like, wow. God, it's so sweet. <laughs> How does he have time to play these games? But he had <laughs> two sets of kids on each one. And he was also playing and they were kind of, you know, having a lot of fun and pointing stuff out and reacting to it. And that's the kind of stuff that I personally like to see. So that was kind of a, a very satisfying moment for, for me and, and seeing how this game was impacting people and how they could have uh, shared enjoyment regardless of their, their age, their background, you know, uh, their demographics. I think now, especially with big games, again, things get boiled down to this game is aimed at these people and this is our demographic. We didn't really want to do that. And I think we've kind of done a good job of making it accessible, but not too easy. And not to the point where it's ridiculously hard. And yeah, we're, we're happy with it, especially with, with PAX. But uh, in terms of development side, I, I think Kai would have more insight on that because I'm mostly just the guy who does the tweets and does the research. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, well, I, I would like to add something about the, what we were uh, talking about because it is really important to mention that the team, that um, the development team, mm-hmm. uh, was largely also, um, I mean, the, the the team members were largely fans themselves. So this is uh, also interesting because you have all those. We had some veterans who worked on on the original games as well, but then um, most of the team was uh, 
remembered the game from when they were playing it as as young children, right? So that's why we had this really cool aspect of this real passion and real excitement on working on something. And again, mm, so with that size and all those benefits that come with it that Sean mentioned, we also, of course, have our limitations. And it's actually, you know, um, we, okay, we don't need to answer to anyone about the time and anything, but as we know, <laughs> we did need to answer to something uh, like bills, for example. So yeah. it's not like we have <laughs> unlimited uh, time and unlimited resources, and it's quite right. the opposite, actually. So you have this very small, really, pe uh, group of people who, um, who choose to work on it uh, as, uh, as well, and they, uh, because... You know, in the nowadays in the mar uh, market uh, here, as, as you know, we have so many studios. People can work everywhere they want. They can work on any game that they want, really. But especially such talented people as worked uh, on Ko. Uh, so they really wanted to work on it, and they really and because they also had, I would say, a lot of freedom uh, compared to how you normally would work in a big studio, for example. Yeah. Um, they they were bringing that that excitement. They were bringing that uh, um, that passion into it and heart, and they wouldn't let it be anything less than they they could accept. Yeah, of course. And it's also we we don't want to we don't want to say that you know everyone who will pick up the game now and play it's going to go you know super smoothly and they won't have a, a single bug going from the beginning okay so it, this it is, is a video game it is a video <laughs> game that they, they have those things it is and also that that other thing is that we also realize that you know the the launch the release of a game is just the start of development okay it's not just the start but it's uh um it's the start of something new yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, new it's another chapter yeah it's another exactly. chapter it's not you're not closing the book it's not like the old days where you just ship the thing and if it's broken, it's broken. Like you, like the, you're you're gonna make improvements because now you're gonna have this net is gonna be cast much wider. You're like you love feedback. Well, guess what? <laughs> you're gonna get lots of yeah. It. We realize that <laughs> you're gonna get yeah. a, a a metric shit ton of people talking about this game. Um, not just here on, on dual screens, which we will. Oh man, we will. But yeah, I mean that that's that's really. That's something that a lot of our, our, um, like you don't have a separate group, like a larger studio or, or a AAA studio or a publisher would have to handle post release stuff. Like a lot of the AAA teams, they'll be like, all right, well, 90% of you work on the next thing, 10% of you work on the bug fixes and, you know, iterations and patches and like all that stuff. But like, you're like if you did 10 percent of that it would be what you maybe i don't know how many, <laughs> like how many people yes. would be doing that so like it's it's not it's just not the same it's, it, so you you have to be a little bit more hands-on right like you need to be until you until this game is truly where it where the the fans want it to be where you know it it, it needs to be which we know that it's great we've played like spoiler alert we i mean the game's phenomenal and we can't wait to get our hands on the whole thing and play the whole you know all that fun stuff but um you know like you said it's it's a new chapter and you're going to put the time into that new chapter before you move on to something else as opposed to just moving on to something else and letting this thing kind of just 
pitter out into the ether. Plus, this thing's got legs. KO's got legs. Like, KO could, you could do this for, like, forever if you really wanted to, I think. Like, KO, KO's got it. Mm -hmm. It's it's more like, it's not if we like it. It's more if people like it. Right, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly, yeah. So, so yeah, we, we definitely, so that's another thing. Because, yeah, we, um, you know, we, we've been... Uh, with this title for for a while now so yeah. we've been working on it for over three years and the story of how it evolved is also pretty interesting because it, it wasn't like we knew right away that this is the how the new ko is going to look like it took us a while uh and again that's something interesting for um and in the studio like us because we really took a lot of uh, a lot of time thinking over and taking that feedback into account as well um of how, what to do you know because people that, that's another problem you know that's a with, with feedback you have this issue that everyone has a different opinion right so it's kind of uh, difficult to take um to implement everyone's ideas even though you would like to right right mm -hmm. uh, especially when they're kind of contradictory so we end <laughs> and so we ended up with what we had and uh we've been working in it for um for yeah like three three years like three good years so we have lots of ideas of how to develop it further and where it can go what to improve that's another thing like people people um you, you know how funny it is when you get the comments on something that you had huge discussions internally before it's uh <laughs> because again you internally we also needed to make some certain sacrifices, right? Right, of course. Uh, yeah, and or we are aware of certain things and and so on, and then then we see it coming from the outside, and we are like, yeah, see, I told you, or something like that. <laughs> that um, one guy said it too. Right? I see, <laughs> exactly. I, I had a whole PowerPoint, and no one listened to me. <laughs> no one listened to me, but at least three neckbeards at PAX told me this. Yeah. <laughs> that guy Steve, he told me it when he was I, covered in Dorito dust. I think that the way the team is comprised of both these veterans who were there when Kale was birthed into the world and you have these fans who were playing the game when it first came out and are now working on it, have brought decades of 3D platform experience with them. And I'm sure they've even fantasized about how could I improve this game that I love so much. It's like why Sonic Mania worked so well? It was a it was a fan driven project that Sega backed, and so you know what these fans know what these games need to be successful, to be fun again, and that collaborative effort was a huge success. And now on your side, you have the same thing. It's just fans and the creators coming together with all that shared knowledge and making the best game that they can. It's like the old saying, it's like by the fans for the fans through and through. And it shows mm -hmm. in every pixel, every model, every aspect of the game. It just, it shines through so, so brilliantly. That's a good one. We will use it in some. Boom! Like, <laughs> we will. Yeah. Sean, let's remember that. Let, let's use it in some communication. By the fans. Good one. Yeah. No, but it's interesting what you say, but also uh, the um the the veterans versus the the new generation the newbies yeah uh, <laughs> the, 
well not so new but yeah. the new generation it's it's exact so it helps to uh do exactly what you mentioned so bring all those uh uh bring all the experience from both sides right uh, but again also during you know development and especially when it's um, you know so long for us i would say uh it's a very interesting process because you can also see those differences of how the old games were made, right? And then nowadays with completely new technology, with completely new um, inspirations as well. Uh, and so combining all of it is very, yeah, it was, it was fun. What was the most challenging part when you first tackled this? Because, you know, you have a lot of fans behind you. They're just, they're, they're cheering you on, but there's also that pressure of, all right, we're doing what they want to do, but we have to live up to this expectation exactly. in some ways. And we have to, because KO as a mascot, as a game is, he's stuck in time 20 years ago. And I was coming back in a post hat in time, crash bandicoot, even pumpkin Jack, these like brand new, 3d platforming games how do we make ours like respect the the ip our baby ko and also elevate it where it's worthwhile for all of us to jump in and give it our love and attention again yeah that was in fact (laughs) but it was in fact one of our biggest challenges i would say or maybe points of discussions because like you said we knew that we have this very um strong fan base but it's not enough nowadays, of course, to just, uh, especially with a project that big for us, mm-hmm. uh, we we wouldn't be able to afford making it just for that uh, uh, community, right? Mm-hmm. So we did, of course, want to uh, w- want to introduce or potentially remind maybe some people where it rings a bell some, somewhere. Um, about this new, uh, about this game, and we like like you said, we we wanted to appeal to them as well. So how to do that without like disrespecting <laughs> the fans was something that we debated a lot on because even starting from the uh, from the character, right? Right. So um, we we had at least three already working models <laughs> for oh, yeah. uh, wow. for for Ko. So one was the most accurate, so to say, compared to the old games. Although the fans would still probably say that it's different. Then we had um, then we had a little bit uh, older Kale because we thought that okay, so everyone is older. Should he be older as well? Like what, what should um, little kangaroo wanted- beard coming down? Whiskers. <laughs> He's got like withered, like you know, beat up gloves, like they're falling apart, and you know, or it's like a comeback. Exactly. Like he's, he's like overweight, out of shape. Oh, you know, I'm too old for this. They did that for uh, what was it Banjo Kazooie? Remember that nuts and bolts game? They were yeah. like just a parody of like platforming. They were like out of shape. It's been <laughs> years, and it was just so dumb. I want to forget about that game that it exists. But anyway, continue. It's not a good game. But but you're giving us some some new ideas again. So sure, sure, yeah, yeah cars. That's what banjo needs. Cars. Oh, if you want ideas, we got it. We got ideas. Yeah, they're not good ideas, but they're ideas, all right. What do you mean? You got tea? 
You got the little Joey kangaroo, the Joey T T E E T K O. Get it? Get it? Get it? You guys, because of the fight. Do I? <laughs> I, th- I? I think he just like Donkey Kong Junior. This game right now. You, that. you got that? Spun it off to a whole different thing. Yeah, he did it. It's a co-op experience. We're we're I don't know. Let's let's stop where we're going because listen, bring bring Croc back. But. <laughs> Listen, forget Croc. Right, so go on. So again, the challenges of, you know, looking at this thing from a wide angle lens and saying, how do we do this right? Like, how do we just do it? I, I, it I have a question. I want to, I have a more specific question. Mm. Now, who, uh, which camp, the OGs, the OGs who made, you know, KO back in the day. And the new blood who are pretty much solely responsible for getting this thing like the attention it needs and, and is actually happening. Who led the charge here when it came to design? Like, I understand there's a collaboration, yada, 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 PR speak. But like somebody had to be the foot down person. Was that a new blood or an old an original gangster? I want to say the new blood. New blood. Ooh. Damn right it was. You damn right it was. Um, but no, it may mean, be great. a little bit. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I said. I don't know. No, that's good. Um, like, can so, we go back to the collaboration part? You know. Yeah, somebody who was there from, <laughs> from the beginning has knowledge of the IP, has knowledge of the spirit of the character, has knowledge of of, of intent for for Ko, whereas the the new blood has experience in um not to say that the old blood doesn't have experience in newer platformers and stuff like that it's not that's not where i'm going with it but they have they have their their finger on the pulse a little bit more of why is this thing coming back like this thing's coming back for a reason and our generation is sort of that reason um a lot of us are in game development now and a lot of us have these tools that are very easy to learn for for a lot of people like there are a lot a ton of really smart people out there that have you know unity or whatever and like they could just make a game now like it's crazy not us not we're the dumb idiots we can never do that we we know how to hit record and talk into a microphone and and andy barely barely knows how to do that um but like it is a challenge every day but you know struggle is real you, you each bring something to the table but like there's something to be said about uh, a passionate group of people who grew up on something that now have the the it's like a lightning bolt of technology that things are evolving so so quick and it's not like how it was in the old days where you had to wait for the newest and 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 best engine or technology to come out like and you know nintendo to hand you a breadcrumb you know you didn't have to wait for for that anymore now you can just make a oh. game and nintendo comes to you and they're like hey can we have it um <laughs> I wish, but, well, but I mean, it, it has, it has, okay. <laughs> sure. And all those death kids that we were waiting for, I right. will tell our producer that he just got them like that. But what I'm saying is you didn't have to wait for, no the, problem. for the, for the, for the, um, the kit to make the game at all. Like back in the day, it was Nintendo. Like, yeah, yeah. you want to make something for the Atari? Okay. I mean, good luck, but, <laughs> or, you know, it was Why? for the PC, like, like, <laughs> It, Nintendo was the thing. So if you didn't have the Nintendo thing, you didn't make the Nintendo game. Like, that was it. Now you could have a completely functional com- game on your PC and shop it around and get it out on pretty much anything you want. You know, and 
it, that's that's incredible and that's so fast and it's so I we love it like when we see all of these games coming out and we're like yes you could get this on anything anybody could play this thing even mobile is a huge and now with Microsoft doing their cloud and PlayStation with their with their cloud services like you could literally play these games anywhere that anybody could get their hands on, on these on these games and I think that that's that's got to make development of them i know that the porting is difficult but it's got to make getting a team together of passionate people who have experience has to be easier than ever before and it's i just imagine that that group of people has so much to give to specifically reviving an old ip or a genre or making iterations to something that they grew up with um they just have so many tools now and they could just do it it definitely you know, makes it sounds so fantastic. I, I'm not even going to comment to ruin any of. Well, that's what because you I, said. that's because, because I just, just did a lot of work. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, no, no. I wouldn't <laughs> want to ruin it. It was amazing. Yes, that's exactly how I hope everyone will remember that. <laughs> so, Sean, you were going to say something there. Uh, it, it does make marketing easier because you know if you're just marketing the one group of people that have one system. Uh, you're kind of struggling against it. And, you know, we've seen a lot of people, especially on social media, you know, some will buy on the Switch, some will buy physically, some will buy digitally because we're supporting physical and digital, uh, you know, with various different partners, as you saw at PAX uh, with Limited Run. Uh, but we have different partners for Europe as well. So it, it's it's a benefit to have it out on so many different systems and so many different methods. You know, uh, yesterday we said that run, you know, revealed that run Epic as well as Steam. Uh, it'd be nice if we get Steam. Uh, oh, what's it called? Oh, Steam Deck. It'd be nice if we mm. got Steam Deck verification from from Papa Gabe. But uh, one day maybe. We uh, already yeah. know it works, though, right? <laughs> yeah, it still works. <laughs> for everyone. But we, we Just like for to everyone get, uh, to know, you don't need that tick. We know it works. Uh, yeah, I love mean, it. I can't love see it. why it wouldn't work. I mean, we're all ticks off Steam and Twitter. Twitter won't verify us. I think they fear us, you know. Really, but uh, in they general, did, it they, really... they did a verifying freeze, I think, didn't they? Yeah, I know, but they should give it us. I mean, it's cool. KO. Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But no, it, it's been really cool to see the amount of people that you know coming from different platforms, different backgrounds. I'm not the biggest fan of the the whole console war stuff. It was a fun gimmick in the '90s, and I loved the marketing that they did there, you know, yeah. retrospectively. But for a community and kind of uh, culture wise. I don't like this whole PlayStation Xbox thing because the, the two systems are very close together. So we don't really want people to feel like it's they're being, I guess, gated off depending on the system. Right. So it's really refreshing that we can release on pretty much everything and bring everyone together. Uh, so yeah, it, it is it's nice. I don't know how that really takes in the, the mindset of developers, of course, because that's not my background, but from the community building uh, and social media, it, it's really cool to see people... Right excited to buy it on whatever platform they can and they have the option uh for me personally it's, it's always good when the consumer has the option and not forced into a cloud service or forced into uh a digital only release for example obviously I prefer physical so it was it was very cool for me when i heard that we're going to have physical on mm. all of our systems uh, apart from pc speaking uh, of you're not going to be everywhere if you're not on stadia are you on stadia <laughs> <laughs> google stadia we will the hottest thing I don't know well, if you've heard about it. <laughs> of course, yes. We're actually in the middle of bringing it, uh, our other game to Stadia. Okay. Very tricky. 
So we need to take it one, you know, one, one, one game, game at a time. At a time. I, get mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. So, we right. actually, and you yeah, know, I really know. like how you're discussing, you know, this from <laughs> from from uh, from consumer perspective, some community perspective. No, from developers' perspective, yeah, there is nothing we love so much as optimization. Everyone will tell you that. <laughs> Everyone is just waiting to work on the optimization. That's and, their favorite uh, part. I get it. And porting, get it. yeah. Forget about those polygons. We want optimization. Let's go for it. Two things I want want to add to. I mean, first of all, Kaya, I want... You just drank out of a KO cup a second ago, and I need, like, a sleeve of that in my kitchen at all times. So that's the first thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. It's a container. And, yes, this is coffee. Oh, Oh, wow. It's like... Yeah. That's what they bring you, like your your egg drop soup, your egg drop soup in. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Jesus, dude. Correct. But it's only too clearly a man with children. That's what that says to me. Um, but speaking of kids, yeah, Sean, to your point, the whole console wars thing. I feel like for a lot of us who are of age, we just grew up and got jobs, and we can just go out and get all the things we want because that barrier is gone. Of well, I, I can only afford one thing. So I'm gonna buy the one thing, and it's it's gonna be the even. best it was one mom thing. Mom bought me the one. thing. Well, yeah, but you know, your mom. <laughs> and didn't I'm gonna care. defend her purchase till I die. Right. Well, it, it's by proxy also your purchase. So because you made the choice, mom, get me the Genesis, get Not me all the of us NES. Made that choice, Andy, you didn't make that choice with your first console. <laughs> they were gifted to me. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I didn't make that choice. My, my parents were like, "You ain't getting jack shit for mom. You gotta either you're eating or you're playing stupid games. So we're choosing food." One of the curious things with especially the 3D platformers is they were essentially born platformers from a position of being a mascot for a brand. Yeah. Right. You know, PlayStation was was Crash Bandicoot and I guess Spyro to a certain level. Mario is obviously still Nintendo. Uh, Xbox, I guess, was Blinks the Time Cut. I don't know. <laughs> Sega was uh, Sonic. You know, we, we, I love we, it. They were very specific so to the certain platforms Blinks. and their role, maybe not initially, but eventually became that they would showcase what that system had to offer. So obviously, you know, Sonic was a lot quicker than Mario because Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Uh, you know, you had Blinks the Time Cat with it had a, a better look to it, but no one really remembers it. Funnily enough, a game about time traveling and no one remembers it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and now it's everything's kind of come together. And unfortunately, you know, some of the, the titans of, of the genre have kind of been folded into different things. So the guys who were developing Crash Bandicoot have now kind of became part of that Call of Duty tidal wave, which is all consuming. They've consumed the Raven software on the titans of classic FPS, and now they've consumed this. So while we do have a lot of them coming back, we're also seeing little gaps emerge. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's something that's really beneficial for us as a community because the the indie guys have kind of stepped up to fill in the gaps where the AAA have taken away. And again, uh, the resurgence of 3D platformers really started to kick off with your Kickstarter games. Like A Hat in Time was a a big one, obviously. Mm, Uh, pumpkin jack and we're seeing more and more kind of pop up even the 2d stuff you know like uh, i think konami published a game called uh, skull kid which is a little bit oh skull kid is such a good rogue like i love that game we're really starting to see these uh collections of games come together and because they're no longer representing one system it's nice because people aren't really arguing over it anymore you you still see the occasional thing there's plenty of arguing yeah between playstation xbox but (laughs) 
again, I, I think that's a very distinctive subset of the community, you know, buyer's mm-hmm. remorse, et cetera, et cetera. Thankfully, right. we've not really seen I feel that. like it's more ironic. It's more like a, like a, not ironic, but a, a show. It's like a theatrical yeah. performance now. It's like the entire world could he- see us arguing right now. So let's make it good. You yeah. know, like that, that that's kind of <laughs> like, we have a friend of the show, uh, Buzz, who is like an Xbox, like he's, he is an Xbox. I'm pretty sure if you get him close enough to an outlet, he will power on and you can play some, you can shove a disc in his mouth and he'll play something <laughs> like he, he's basically an Xbox and we just love it. We love to go back and forth with the, with the, with the flame viral mouth vomit of Who's better? Who does what? Because Andy and I are, very, are, you know, grew up PlayStation, and uh, you know we always have that. But at this point, it's just like we just want everybody to do well. Like that's really what it comes down to. Like we're not going to sit here and pretend that PlayStation's perfect. We're not going to sit here and pretend that Xbox has games. We were told they 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 were making so many, and then you know nothing's happening. But like that's what we do. Like it's fun. It's we we just poke fun at each other. But now, but you also have these. Um, like games like KO, you know, and and games that are coming out out of the, there it's out of necessity, really. Like that that's why we love indie games so much. That's why we do what we do for for the indie games, um, because there's there there's been a massive switch, really from like PS3 at uh, 360 era, where indies are what keeps the generations afloat now. And the AAA do does all the fanfare. They do all the you know the massive whatever the the billboards and like the big booths at the thing. Like they do all that to get the the eyeballs. But the players are playing the games that you guys are making. That's really what this comes down to. It's like that that's what's filling the store shelves. That's what's filling your library. Are these? There's like five new roguelikes that came out this week and last week. Like and they are all phenomenal. Like two, two or three years ago, when we started this show, Andy, it was all Metroidvanias. There was like yeah. eight of them, and they were all great. And we ne- we we didn't get a Metroid until last year, like a proper Metroid, a yeah, proper Metroid. And it was like nine years before the, you know the last one. It's like, what are we doing? Well, guess what? The indie devs are gonna are gonna do it, and they're gonna do it to the best of their ability. And a lot of times, it's fucking better. So that's why we do this. We you know because there there are people who don't have the platform to to tell people about their games and we love that it's funny i would i would honestly take a a ko or a croc or a gex Gex. or you know a a bubsy or a wrist star done well i would even take an earthworm gym at this point i would take all those games done well like the excitement level i feel for those way way goes over what i feel for like the next mario odyssey or galaxy game because those i feel there's yes yes there's passion but they're also a product that they're making there's a formula to it that they know why it sells so well and because of that it's not as exciting for me for when a new one of those comes out i mean for many i'm sure it is but when i see a game like ko come back after 20 years um that really gets me going because it's, it's it's familiar but it's also so fresh at the same time yeah and it's completely driven by passion and that's right. why we need more of these these kind of games i do want to ask one more thing before we jump into yeah. um our fun rapid fire segment 
I know you guys are very open with your community. Of course, you're taking so much feedback. You're very transparent. But if you can, could you possibly share a story about the game's development that no one knows about? Ooh. Something fun or not so fun or a little hiccup along the way that you haven't shared with people. Just something interesting about the game's development that... I, I'm not even in the office, so <laughs> just uh, a, a fun, quirky story. I'm wondering that... what we already mentioned or and we didn't. Well, I know it's hard for, for being example, as transparent as you guys are, but yes. Um, did we already mention that uh, we cut uh, one whole uh, biome? Oh uh, wow! We no, to, we had to do it to be on a yeah. whole biome. A whole biome. I'm, I'm hearing yes, potential future DLC, but that's what I'm hearing too. <laughs> sequel DLC. Ah, it's going to be more difficult. But um, yeah, that was a big one. That was a big one because uh, you know we we thought it was going to be a good idea. I mean, mm. no, I'm sorry. No, we, we didn't think it was. It it was like in the plan, in the script, every, everywhere. But then it's just. Um, we realized that it's better to make it smaller and better than bigger and, you know, not mm. uh, that. Um, so what you're saying is well size doesn't matter. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. All right. Exactly. It's okay. true. Just making sure. Let's see. You heard it here, um, you heard it here first, yes, folks. Uh, quality matters. Quality. Right? Quality, yes. <laughs> quality Quant- matters. Quality over it's quantity. It's not the size of the biomes. <laughs> right. No. It's how the biome. You know, I I still <laughs> can't get not, over. It's not the amount of biome right, as right, well. Right. You know. I, I, I again, I I must have missed the memo. Like this term biome, I feel I know it's been around for a long time, but I, I've always called them levels or stages. I don't know if it's like a new thing that's returnal. Like it, yeah, returnal came out. Everyone's like biome, biome, biome. <laughs> like okay, I guess we're calling them biomes now. <laughs> Well, we can. We, in our story, it was more um, like uh, islands or or mm. worlds. You could call it. Yeah, world. Yeah. world Is that dash. something you guys would like yeah. to revisit at some point? Like, you know, if it's if they. I think it does that work. now we re- written this. Uh, we rewritten the story. So, mm. oh, the story. Oh, that's an, no. You know what? We have too many. Too many. Uh, <laughs> so come like, on, give, give, me, give, me, give me a little one more. Um, something like, more. Give me some. Okay, detail. so for example, another yeah. good one. Um, Ko's sister was originally uh, uh, her brother. Oh, oh okay. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, okay, that's 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 a good little tidbit. Ah, uh, good. <laughs> Fun fact. We get, uh, well, all right, headline: Ko used to have brother. <laughs> but I'm also again. I don't want to well, keep I don't another DLC idea. I don't want to keep dragging this out, but it just invites more questions. Like, what is the decision behind that? that change like is it just do you feel like you want a, a female presence alongside k or was there some of the reason that you thought having a brother just didn't work like what is the guiding uh force behind that that change for that character well you know we had many uh many girls working on on the mm. game and they needed to be represented mm. you like know it. forever there it is <laughs> okay that's the i don't know if it's the only reason uh, or if it's the it's, it's a it's a but, damn good but one. I would say it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. it's a damn good one. Um, <laughs> all right, before we get into rapid fire, I have one more question. Here we go. What is, what is? I'm gonna each of you can answer. We'll we'll start with uh, Kaya. Um, 
what is KO to you? Ooh. Wow. That's deep. It is. It is. Sean, get I, ready. I'm, I'm already ready. I'm ready. Ready. Uh, you go. You go. Okay, then. you can go first. Uh, game of the year. Game of the year. Here you go. Wow. Oh, good one. Good one. No, oh man. I feel I feel it in my bones, Sean. It's it's <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> well, for, for for me, I would say it's the past and the future. Oh, that's a good one too. Oh my god, you guys, you're so good at this. You're so good at the thing you do. God, I was trying to get, get as deep as you it. did. Yeah, I know. I it's like know. Oh, so good. Our rapid fire section is incoming. And it is brought to you by our Patreon producers, Colton, the Apprentice, Nestler, and FNH Paul. You can be a Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com slash NDS podcast. And just $1 gets you into our VIP discord and gets you bonus content each and every single month. Uh, you can support us at the $3 tier, the $5 tier. We have all sorts of options for you, and uh, we appreciate you very much. And don't forget, please don't forget to like and subscribe to the to the program. And share it with all of your friends. It is now time, Andy, to get into rapid fire. It's here. And and you know where I'm starting with this one. Do it. You know just it. do it. You just do know it. it. Just just do it. All right. You're both in your respective homes. It is the middle of the night. Okay. <laughs> I love this question. Your phone <laughs> rings. Oh, where's my phone ring? Oh, I, I got it. Hello? Hello, it's the police. Okay. Here's here's the deal. Sean has been arrested. What is his crime? Kaya. <laughs> and then vice versa. Um Sean went uh, uh, harassed uh, harassed Elon Musk to get the tick on Twitter. Oh <laughs> man, stalking. You're in oh, you're stalking Elon Musk. You know he buys entire companies. So that people would stop doing that to him. So maybe he'll just buy. Ah, ooh, another yeah, idea. You know wow, I mean? so many, you know, not only DLCs, but business ideas. There today. you go. We got everything ooh, here at those screens. You get, you get what you pay for, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's Sean. Same question. Uh, salt on the video game market. Uh, hey. You, you need to stop with the PR. I'm quick. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm listen. He was hired for a reason. <laughs> but the but the question is, what did Kaya do? Assault. What did I do? You assaulted the gaming market. Yeah, there we go. With Kaya, she's like, she'd like the whole like, wait Jesus. Wait a second. Who was arrested? <laughs> but in your version, I was arrested. Yeah, yeah. you assaulted the video game. I, I would never do that. Okay. That's what we're doing right now. Wait, like the <laughs> physical market? Like you went down to like the yeah, yeah. store and assaulted. You, you just, just punched the game uh, employee in the face. <laughs> the pirate coffee is a chaos. It's like, nah, it's done though. You gotta buy it legit, you know, lads. This game through your forehead. <laughs> Boom. By KO, kangaroo. Um, all right. I'm gonna ask you both like the same question again, but I'm gonna ask Sean first this time. Sean. Uh <laughs> If Kaya was a video game mascot, what animal would she be? And what would her quirky sort of hook gameplay gimmick, gimmick, gimmick yeah. be? I've already mentioned it. Blinks the time cat. <laughs> she, she's out. Blinks the time cat. You are a time cat. Congratulations. Yeah, we're bringing it back to you. So, we, we, you know, time traveling. 
freezing time and bringing it to the future. There we go. Like yeah, but no one's going to forget about her, though. That's the thing you're no, missing. No, no. She, she's very memorable. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about Blinks now. So it's true. We're bringing it back. Forget about back. Blinks. All right. So she's a, tra- a time traveling cat. That's what she is. Okay. All right. So what's Sean? Kaya, what's 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 his what animal is he and what is he? Be careful, because I control the Twitter, so I can I can make havoc. Elon controls the Twitter now. <laughs> um, Sean, Sean, what would you like to be? Just say Gex or Croc. Gex. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I want you. Uh, uh, what about if you are um um. <laughs> I'm time tra- time traveling, so uh, you are. Um... I know you must be magic something because you are uh, you do magic with words, so you you must be a magic magic mascot, magic magic monkey. Okay, the magic <laughs> word missing monkey. Magic monkey, Ma- I love it. Ma- yes, well, that uh, that makes magic with its words. Love okay, it. Okay. Fair. Magical. Okay. okay. I don't want game. I don't know. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, like that game it. might not be. Uh, might have. Might not have a very. Large audience, there we go. Okay. Have monkeys. Hey, a larger audience than Blinks. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question that I think I know the answer to, but I'm curious to know what you guys think. Which one of you is more likely to get inside of a KO the kangaroo costume at a convention? Oh, I don't know who you think you thought is going to be more likely. And I don't know who you all thought is more likely, but I would totally get into it. Again, that was my fun guess. fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good one. yeah, for and sure. I see to, that. By the way, we used to have them back in the day. So to, um, today, oh, I'm sorry, it's maybe too much, but we are now working with a distributor here in Poland that used to also distribute one of the old, uh, the old games. And they remember the parties back then. And they, they told us about it. And there was a kangaroo costume involved. Hell yeah. Yes. In the, at nights and mornings, but serving different stuff. Interesting. Interesting. What does that cost? Can, we, can I can, can I rent get, it? Can we just get an invite to the party? Like I don't need to. We don't need the cost. The one twenty years ago. No, the no, one like the one you're gonna. Have I know I'm time traveling, but yeah. I, don't, I can't. Take if we fly to Poland for the launch party in like two weeks, can mm-hmm. we like get some free food out of it? <laughs> <laughs> can, can we get pictures with a kangaroo? Right. Like, no, also uh, zoo. I think there's a kangaroo there. Yeah, there, you go. <laughs> there it is. Now you see, we can make everything happen. <laughs> I, I like oh it. man, that's just like a PR nightmare. Bringing an actual kangaroo. Oh Jesus! To like, like, hey guys, there's a kangaroo in the office to celebrate the launch. Well, you know they are boxers, right? Yeah, they will yes. kick the fuck out of you. They, yeah. <laughs> I have seen a kangaroo kick the shit out of some stuff. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. Goodness gracious! All right, Sean. Get up on um, the tail. KO has some amazing elemental abilities tied to his boxing gloves. Um, if you were in charge of the game's development and you were like the sole decision maker, I want you to tell me a goofy element that you would give KO, like spaghetti or something <laughs> weird uh, like that. <laughs> I would give him the power of the internet and he would crash the NFT market. Uh- Heard that. Heard that. Again, not a great game, but I'm with you. I'm with you on that for sure. 
It's good. All right. Let's get some <laughs> let's get some quick ones in here. Um, yeah, let's do it. Would you rather have the power of flight or invisibility? Uh, invisibility, I think. Okay. This is why I like you, Sean. You get I, it. I, despite being a box, you know, usually when I'm in, like, uh, when I go shopping, I, I I don't like it when people are aware of you, you know? I just like to kind of be my own thing. Like, mm-hmm. let me get out. This way I don't have to pay for food either. So. Just leave me alone. Yeah, yeah I love it. Don't look at me. Sean is so famous, a, a, a he goes to a store ham. and then there's just million people around him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. What about you, Kaya? Uh, what was the first one? Flight. Sorry. Would you rather fly or be able to go invisible? I think I would rather fly. Yeah, hell yeah. I could go to different places very fast. Great. Cool. Um, since we've brought up time travel so much on this show, I feel, uh-huh. um, would you rather have the ability to go forwards in time or backwards in time? Oh, I, I don't know. Cause you know, time travel, I've seen a lot of films. I've played some games where you time travel and the, the slightest mistake changes everything. Oh, so listen, you're not, not going to disrupt that. the continuum or like break reality. Oh, okay. Just. You could go somewhere safely, either forwards or backwards. Do you want to go in the past or do you want to go into the future? What, what, what's like your immediate? I'd probably go with the past mm-hmm. uh, and try and grab that original Half-Life big box release that I want <laughs> and then take it back. That's it. Priorities. Oh, man, you can't go back. <laughs> I can't go back. Ah, sorry. No, you could only go night. backwards in time and then you have to stay there until you get back. Oh, well, listen, right. you, could, you, could, you could stay there and ensure Half-Life 3 happens. That's also a That's thing you the other do. thing. Oh, I'm fine with that not happening. I don't then that that's a difficult one it's, i'd probably go back yeah to when yeah. i was a kid and i don't know maybe take a bit more effort in making sure my hairline doesn't disappear oh no it's gone it's, uh, there's nothing you can do about it it's gone <laughs> there's nothing you can do about that i mean you could keep you'd rather you'd better off be going into the future actually because there's probably better procedures for that right oh, better no. way better two days uh, the guy in the future yeah. he's a slap head <laughs> i'm gonna stay away from that <laughs> or you? or i'll just bald in the future that's also a possibility so uh, I would go here. go all the way back in time. Oh, mm. careful! Yeah. How far back are we talking well, about? It wasn't that easy for for ladies back then. <laughs> <laughs> be careful. Uh, but, hmm. but is it going to be easier in the future? Mm. Oh, we don't. Know. I, mean, she could, she, I don't know. She could go. <laughs> she could go back and make it better now. It's also you know. She could lay. She could lay the foundation for a better today. Or just make really awesome games. That's such a tough question, man. Because we would be so weird in the past. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's 20, tough. Even like if you took me and brought me back thirty years ago, the shit that I know now would be so foreign. Like nineteen ninety two. Like what you, is that? Like I don't. Yeah, I feel like if you just went back to twenty years ago with what I know today, I'd be burned as a witch. Yeah. <laughs> like right, like no, no, no. Uh, I, I have a good one. This is another uh, this or that. Would you rather safely there? The, here's the caveat. It's safe. You can't you will not die. We have the technology. OK, would mm-hmm. you rather know what's out a nearby solar system, like explore a nearby solar system, other planets, etc. Or would you rather discover or, or explore the deepest, darkest, unexplored parts of our own planet? Oh, our own planet for sure. As long as it's not water, I can't handle water. That creeps us out. 
But what if you're guaranteed safety? I, right. I don't just don't like like being underwater. You just float <laughs> around. It's like, eh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, what if, what if I put you in like a, a little machine, you know? It like, depends what's in the machine. Like, you know? See, I, I would like to explore some hidden cave that turns out to be like, I don't know, uh, the end of Evil Dead 3, you know, where Ash oh, wakes up. Oh, thank you. It's like this whole portal thing. I'll take yeah. that. Oh, it's terrifying. I hate that. Yeah, would you drink too much of the juice and wake up at the wrong time? Oh, <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all Ka- right. Oh, wait, did Kaya answer that one? Oh, yeah. Kaya answered. I was just going to go with Sean. Okay. We'll go all right. together. You're going, you're going, all right. You're going. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, we're going exploring right, together. Andy, let's get one more and then we'll get out of here. All right. We'll do the final question after you. Now, it's a, it's a bit of a two-parter. We're more of a preface. Have you guys spent, I'm sure you spent FaceTime together, hung out? As colleagues, the both of you, correct? You've gone out drinking or enjoying the pasta once. This big okay. cheesy bowl of pasta. And I didn't tell them that I didn't like cheese. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Kaya, what word best describes Sean or that you think best describes Sean when he's had too much to drink? Mm. <laughs> I don't drink. God damn it. <laughs> There you All go. right. Well, Sean, what about what about her? What what word? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not seeing a drink. Like we What's in that KO? We, we didn't have time to play hard yet. Okay. Again. Right. So Let... for now, it's been just working hard. So... All, all I'm saying is, but in two weeks, are real cheap weeks... right now. We'll ask you again in two weeks. <laughs> what was Sean like when he was drunk two weeks from now? <laughs> We'll do a follow-up interview. That's a time so, travel uh, question to you guys. Yes. Look at this. We got a lot of time travel here. Blinks, <laughs> Blinks actually, you know, it, it touched a lot of people, I think. I know. This is interesting. Shit. It's and I got the idea you had. We dumped on that guy for all the wrong reasons. All right. It is now time for the final question and the most difficult question of this entire interview's process. Um, honestly, it's probably the most difficult question of your life. Correct. Um, both of your lives. Mm-hmm. Um. Sean likes to think he's got all the answers, but I, I don't know. Th- this one could stump him. It's a very simple question, but it's the most difficult question. Do you understand how that works? Yep. They okay. get it. They've heard it. Literally a, a baby can answer this, but you still have to answer it. Okay. The question is Andy or Steven. Ah, I knew that. I knew. Hey, Steve, I knew the belt in the background. That's right. Sorry, That's right. he's classified champion already. That's so it. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. Even being an asshole. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. That's all right. Now listen, okay. Kaya, I don't want to say this, but a lot of the times the second guest, after they let the first one go, they just pick the other one just for, for shits and gigs because they don't want to make us feel bad. Trust me, Andy cannot feel any worse than he already does. So don't you don't have to worry about making him feel bad if you also want to be with the champion and we both have blinds behind us, which is another you know we both have that going for us. I'm just saying. I believe everyone is a champion. That's true. So, you're, you're right. so, so, so yeah. So I guess I'm going to go with what everyone else. Yeah, all right, Andy, you got. You got uh, or not everyone. But- you know. Listen, I need to like. I mean, but it's not. But Andy is not like it's because of people. that. Okay, so <laughs> you know what? You were right. To be honest, he's not even going to believe that, right? No, too modest. <laughs> oh, but you know what? You know why? Because we were, uh, uh, we were emailing, right? For a very mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. yeah. Andy's so a communications guy. So we. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. So see, we've been. Uh, 
we've been in touch for a little bit longer. I don't, I don't yeah. think yeah. Andy has ever CC'd me on any of his emails in in our yeah. I don't need to. Together. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> Maybe that's why. I could so also that people be answer that question there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'm going to start phrasing that question like, we're both in a tent and it's on fire. Who do you save? <laughs> <laughs> a tent? Yes. Stop dropping Why are we there? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. This has been the Dual Screens Podcast, the internet's number one indie developer interview podcast hosted by two people you've never heard of, probably. The show posts each and every Friday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including our home, Podbean. It's also on YouTube.com slash TV. You can check out our other podcasts. We have Indies Nuts Podcast, which is all about it, the latest and greatest indie news uh, previews and reviews, uh, which it, we just did our second episode of that. That's a brand new show, and it is doing phenomenally for us here at Dual Screens. So we cannot uh, uh, thank you guys enough for all of your support. You can also check out Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast, which is our uh kind of big three console and pc podcast where we go over the news and all that fun stuff over there so you guys can check that out too if you like your podcast on on in video form youtube our youtube channel has them all we have crossed over the threshold we are we are killing it right now since pax our pax coverage has been doing phenomenally um we're still putting up more more pax uh content and uh, demos and previews and all that fun stuff and interviews. It's been going really well, um, but not as well as this interview, this show, which was phenomenal. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at dual underscore screens. I'm at Batchild27. Andy is at Pants Guy. And our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcasts. And you can also watch us do crossplay and Indies Nuts podcast live if you want on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash dual screens streams. And that's on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, respectively. We do uh, Tuesdays will be crossplay, and Wednesdays is Indies Nuts. And yes, it is a pun. You're hearing it correctly, you know, <laughs> it, but it's fun, and and we love we're Indies, and we're we're, we're nuts about Indies. You get it? Um, where can everybody find you guys? Uh, Kay the Kangaroo on on Twitter. It's stars as well, right? Yeah, Thank it's you. on Facebook, LinkedIn, MySpace, Bebo, uh, Yahoo, Cities. Oh man, everywhere, everywhere you can put it's your on your account. AOL members account. This, you know, it's all over the place. Yeah. You could also, uh, you could still wish list right now on Steam. Uh, and of course, you go to Tate Multimedia homepage. Uh, you can just go to their website, uh, tatemultimedia.com. Um, that's going to do it for us, man. Thank you, Andy. Buy the game, the yeah, 20, 27th of May, you guys. It's like around the corner. Oh, my God. Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, PC, physical, digital. <laughs> oh, oh man. You guys did it. We are so any happy. Special limited editions with a giant kangaroo costume or something like that. At least some boxing. We'll talk. We'll talk. Special we'll editions. Will we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Kaya. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers. Thank you, fans of KO for Indeed. making this happen. You, you did the magic. Keep, you keep did those, it, guys. Uh, every once in a while, one of them petitions makes it and does a thing. And as always, please be excellent. <laughs>